Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Shine at Work podcast. I'm your host, Karen Weeks. As a career transition coach and a culture leader, my goal is to help career-oriented humans get unstuck so they can shine brighter in business and in life. I believe that you deserve a career that lights you up because, spoiler alert, it impacts how bright you shine in your whole life. This season, we are laser focused on helping you navigate your career and find a job internally or externally, or do a full career change. Because guess what? It's not too late. You can still set yourself up for a great 2023 starting now. Because I know what it feels like when your light is dim and you're in a role that doesn't light you up anymore. I made a career change from theater to HR, and now I've added coaching to the mix. I know what it's like to try to think about how to raise my hand for a new role at my company but not sure how to start those conversations. At times in my life, I had to take a look inside to see what was most important to me, what made me shine bright, and how to make adjustments along the way, and how my career even fit into that. It's all possible. I did it, my previous guests have done it, and I help others do it too. And I'm so thrilled to welcome my co-coach, my friend, recruiting partner, Dan Carr, to be the co-host throughout the season. You walk away from each episode, not just inspired, but with some actionable advice and steps you can take to land a new job and make the most out of your career. And I hope that you find it so valuable that you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review and tell your friends because we all deserve to shine bright in our lives and at work. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shine at Work podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Karen Weeks. I am an HR leader and a career coach. And the point of this podcast is to hopefully inspire people and give you actionable steps to make a career change. Now, that could be within your own company. That could be to get a promotion or just set some career goals. But honestly, normally it's to find something else. And today, what we're going to focus on is identifying what kind of company is right for you. Now, one reason this comes up for me a lot right now as I'm working with folks is quite honestly, in an unstable economy, people don't know if it makes sense to make a move. How do I know if that company is a good company, a stable company, um, a company that aligns with my values or has a leadership team that will really value me and really trust me and support me? So that's what we're going to focus on today. So if you decided to make a change to leave the company where you are today, How do you actually know what company is going to be good for you next? So there's a couple of different things that right for me means, and I'm sort of putting those in quotes. What does right for you mean? What do you actually need at this moment in your career and from your company? Some people want companies that will offer a lot of flexibility, and that's what's most important to them. Other people might care more about the mission of the company. And by the way, I don't mean it has to be nonprofit or even a B Corp, which is a certified company that's really focused on certain missions. It could just be a company who has goals and strategies that tie to something you believe in or something that you're really interested in, products that are really cool. Some people want to move to companies because of their leadership team. You know, is it a very diverse leadership? Does it is it woman-founded? Is it deep in the community? Do they have leaders that have grown up from other organizations? If you look on LinkedIn, you'll often see ex-Google, ex-Amazon, ex-whatever. Some people want people from different schools or people who grew up in the company and they want to see leaders that were promoted from within. 
Some people just want to know that they're going to work with amazing people and that they have teams that are collaborative or that are really focused on working together to solve interesting problems. So first, you just need to identify what is quote unquote right for you at this moment. What's most important to you? What will make you proud to say, I work for this company or I work for that company? Even if it's not a household name, most of the companies I've worked for are not household names. But when I talk about them, they often are within a certain space, like a tech startup, or I get the opportunity to work for really innovative companies or companies that really care for their teams. Those are the things that I look for when I think about what company is right for me. So first, just kind of take a step back and figure out what does that definition even mean for you right now or for the next three to five years, let's say, because it could be different at different points in your life. Then you want to really think about, well, how is that different from today? If it's even different, because by the way, you may not be running away from your company. It could be that you're just looking for your next step. It just looks, could be that you're feeling a little stale and you just want something new. So are you running away from something that exists today? Or do you want to actually find something similar again? And so that is another piece of this exercise is, look, every company is different. You're not going to literally find the same company, but are there things about your company that you really love and things about your company that you wish you could change? Remember how we talked about that, about your role in previous episodes? Now let's kind of do it for your company as well. And I have a worksheet that actually maps some of this stuff out that we'll make sure to include in the show notes that really gives you a chance to explore what's working today and what's not. And company is one of those questions that it talks about. So now let's kind of go through some different things that you could be looking for. Let's start with something that comes up a lot right now because it's on people's mind. Is this company financially stable? So the last three years from the pandemic to sort of on the other side of the worst of the pandemic through now inflation, if you're in the United States trying to figure out what's going on with the market and the economy right now. So is a company stable? First of all, I'll say, sometimes you never know. Companies I've worked for that I thought were the most stable were the ones that ended up going bankrupt because they made some bad business decisions or some bad business bets. And other companies that I honestly didn't know if they had it in them had successful exits and had great trajectories. So sometimes you just don't know. Um, But if you're looking to try as much as possible to research it, there's a couple of things that you can look through. One, Are there any articles about layoffs recently, especially with companies that are doing bigger layoffs? There may be um, hashtags or whatever that may help support those teams, or you may find public lists of people that were laid off because they want to help them find something new. Those tend to be bigger companies for sure, but you might be able to kind of get a sense of what has been the volatility within their layoffs or hiring. Do you notice a lot of roles open on their career site or just a few? If you go on LinkedIn over the last year, how many people have they hired? How many people have left that company? And you may not know how to do that on LinkedIn and that's okay. You can always reach out to me and Dan and I can help you do a little of that behind the scenes sleuthing, but you can go into the people that have that company listed on their LinkedIn profile and see how long they were there. So if it was under a year, it means they were just hired or if they, you can look at previous companies and if they used to work there, obviously that tells you that they used to work there. So give us a shout if you need a little help with some of that LinkedIn sleuthing. Okay, so you've looked for things like Has there been any public recognition of layoffs recently or team changes? 
Obviously, bigger companies may be in the news, so you may see it there. The other thing you can kind of look at too is, were there any recent Glassdoor posts or comparably or posts from people who talk about, you know, rough times or uh, recent org changes or slowing down in hiring or slowing down on product, anything that might give a signal that things might not be there. But on the flip side, you actually could potentially find out that they're doing things really smart. So maybe there are things posted around, you know, focusing in certain areas, or maybe you can see people talking about things that they are doing as a company. So a lot of times people will talk about when companies make smart decisions as well. Are they posting about the company? Are they posting about how their clients are navigating the economy? So especially in B2B companies or businesses that are selling to other businesses, they might be posting about how their clients are weathering a tough economy, which shows how they're partnering with them, which shows the stability, hopefully, of what they're able to provide for their clients. So those are just a couple of the things to think about. It's hard, right? Like the pandemic proved that you never know what's going to happen, but kind of think through what you see in the news around industries that are doing really well right now or industries that aren't doing really well right now. So if you're interested in retail, which retailers are doing well and weathering the storm, which maybe have more of an online presence if people aren't shopping as much uh, in stores. These are all, are people traveling as much as they used to? What things might people need during tough times? So to be frank, like mental health apps and those sort of things continue to do really well because those are things people are turning to when they're stressed or when they're concerned about things. So both from the company standpoint, but also from the industry standpoint, try to look for different economic trajectories or signals in the market. And if they have had to do layoffs or whatever, how are people talking about it? Because that will show how they respect their teams and how they handle tough times. So some other things that sometimes people ask about are, is this a company that's going to live my values? Is it something that I can get behind? And so one easy way to do that is to go on their career page or go on their company page and find out if they post their values. Because if they don't, that's probably a sign that they don't really know how to define their culture. So really value should be representing their culture. I remember years back as an HR person, especially before the pandemic, as I was doing interviews, people would ask me, well, tell me about your culture. Do you have free beer? Do you have happy hours? Do you have ping pong? I'm like, that's not what defines our culture. What defines our culture is we're really collaborative. We are very solution oriented. We work together. We're very authentic. Like who, what you see is what you get. These are things that I talk about. We, we weather the storms together. We're comfortable being uncomfortable. Those are some of the values, especially of my current company order groove that really stand out to me. And that's what defines our culture. Not if we had happy hours and ping pong and all that kind of stuff. So think about what are your personal values and how does that reflect in a company? And are they talking about those values and how they live those values? Do they do employee spotlights around those values or culture or culture champions or anything that might show you not only do they have it, but how do they actually live it and demonstrate it? You also may want to kind of check out the leadership team. So where do they come from? What companies do they come from? Have people followed them? So if you look at one person and they're connected to other people in the organization, have they worked with those people before? Because people will follow great leaders. So again, little LinkedIn sleuthing, see if you can figure out who has followed some of these leaders to that organization, because that's a really good sign. 
What are some of the new executives they've hired recently? Is the CEO building a bench around them, both of people that could you know, help lift them up if they decide to move on at some point? And then try to see what they're writing about on their social posts, whether that's about the team, about the company, are leaders engaging in that? Is the team engaging in that? What is the CEO out there talking about? Are they on panels? You know, what can you sort of learn about how they're branding themselves within the market? And as a team, how are they promoting themselves? Have they won best places to work? Um, going back to the glass door and comparably, they're not my favorite sites because anyone can post. And when you're having a bad day, that's usually when you post. Like I say, you don't call Verizon to thank them for the great service they have. You usually call Verizon because you're frustrated. And unfortunately, that's usually what Glassdoor is as well. But look for themes. So if you see a lot of posts about something like work-life balance, leadership, uh, lots of change, like people don't seem to know what they're doing or anything around hiring or letting people go or honestly letting bad people stay. Again, one post doesn't mean anything. That's just one person's opinion. But if you see post after post after post, that might mean there's something really to it. And then finally, as you've done all this research and as you've tried to piece all this together, if you think this might be an interesting company for you, start reaching out to people on LinkedIn who work there, especially if they're working on the teams that you're considering. So if you want to be an engineer, an account manager, um, a financial planner or analytics or strategy, I don't know, whatever you want to be, find people on those teams and connect with them. And you can be honest. I'm trying to think about what might be next for me. Your company is something of interest to me. I would love to learn more what it's like to work there to see if it might be the place for me. And the right people will respond. And if they don't, that's okay. They weren't going to be helpful. We talk a lot more in future episodes about networking and LinkedIn, and Dan's going to tell you all the things you need to know. But just as a start, if there's a company you're interested in, find some people to connect with. You never know who will respond and what you can learn. And so finally, once you have picked a company that you're really interested in and you want to apply and you're now in the interview process, a lot of questions I get are, well, how do I actually ask these questions in the interview? You know, I mentioned people used to ask, tell me about your culture, which was such a vanilla blanket question. What actually started to happen post-pandemic was, or when I say post-pandemic, I mean post-2020, was how did you handle the pandemic? Did you decide to stay remote first? When did you send people home? How long did you stay home? How did you support people during that time? How did you support parents? How did you talk about the racial injustice conversations that were happening in America? How did you handle the really tumultuous election? No matter who you voted for or what you felt, it was nasty. So how did you handle that? You know, these are all the questions that I would get during that time because people finally understood what culture actually meant. How do you work together? How do you support each other? How do you help people through times like these? How do you celebrate people? How do you step in? How do you weather the storm? These are things that people now actually had tangible examples of what culture meant to them. And they were finally able to ask me those questions. And the other thing I want to call out is when people would ask me those questions, think about how I just phrased them. Tell me about how you handled that specific thing. So I know a lot of people love those behavioral interview questions that you get as a candidate. And I say that with sarcasm because I know a lot of people hate them. But the reason why recruiters ask them is because we can actually get how you handled something legit. So if I ask you as a recruiter, how do you handle conflict? Or how would you handle a conflict with a team member? 
most likely you'll answer it pretty good. You'll have a textbook answer or in theory, you know how to handle it. So you'll answer the question, quote unquote, correctly. If I ask you, tell me about a time you handled conflict with a team member that you had to work really closely with and you just couldn't find common ground. Now I know exactly how you actually handled it. What did you do? What would you do differently next time? What did you learn? How did it get resolved? This is a tangible thing that you can now tell me. And now I really know how you can handle it. Well, guess what? You can do the same thing to the company. Tell me about a time that you had someone on the team that wasn't performing. How did you handle it? Don't break confidence. Don't tell me about like what you literally did to the person, but how did you support them? How did you communicate it to the team? Because they probably shouldn't have communicated it, but they could have found ways to talk about you know, the person's exit. Tell me about a time when you had a team member that was really struggling. How did you help them through it? Tell me about a time that you promoted someone and how did you celebrate that promotion? Tell me about a time when a team wasn't getting along. How did the leadership team help that team get healthier? Tell me about a time the leadership team had to make a big decision or a big change in the organization. How did that happen? Tell me about a time when there was change happening in the organization. How was it communicated to the rest of the team? These are questions where your interviewers have to give you tangible answers on how their company works, how their company handles things, how their teams work together, how they live their values. You could even ask a question like, what is your favorite value and why? Or what's a value you see people struggle with? Or what's a value that you recently celebrated on your team? So ask them some tangible things where they have to talk about how it actually lives and breathes in their organization not just words on a wall, not just something they put on a website, not just something that they celebrate when it's easy, but how they do things on a day-to-day basis, especially when things are hard. So those are just some ways that you could decide, or you could at least evaluate if a company is right for you, which is honestly one of the biggest pieces you're trying to decide, right? Like let's just pick an accountant. You can be an accountant at a million different companies. How do you decide which company to be the accountant for? It could have been the industry, it could have been the stage of the company or the size, but honestly, even that, okay, maybe it's no longer millions, maybe it's thousands or hundreds. How do you pick the company that's right for you? These are some of the things that can help you, whether the economy is wicked high or the economy is wicked low, whether God forbid we go through something as hard as a pandemic again, or we're going through quote unquote easier times. How do you pick the company that's right for you? Because then as we talk about everything else about a job change, that's going to probably be step number one. Where do I even want to apply once I know what I want that role to be? All right, my friends, that was what I had for you today. It's a question I get a lot, especially for people who are changing uh, industries or people who are in an industry where there's lots of options, especially during economic tough times. This is a question I get a lot. So I wanted to share at least my thoughts with you today. Hopefully this was really helpful. So as always, we walk away with one actionable item. So one thing I wanted you to do is as you're thinking about potential companies, start with a couple of things. One, what is a product or service that you already use that you think is really cool? So you use a certain app, you have some device that you really like, something that you already are using that you think is really neat. Could that be a company you could work for? Maybe it's a cause you really care about. And by the way, again, it could be nonprofit, but that doesn't have to be the thing. You know, maybe you're really passionate about mental health awareness. Well, nowadays there are tons of companies that build tech or make, 
it easier to find a therapist or have apps that do things around uh, meditation or overall wellness. So, or they help bring therapists together and you can kind of go to like an umbrella therapist. That's just one example where it doesn't have to be a nonprofit, but it could be, or you don't have to be a psychiatrist or a, or a therapist. These are ways you could be in the mental health space. So think about a cause that you really care about or something that's sort of in the world that you really care about. Think about people who talk about their companies in a really good way, right? Like you're at a barbecue and people say how much they love working for their company, or there's a parent at your kid's school that seems to always really be touting good things about their company, or you hear that they're doing cool things with their company. So are there friends, call, uh, former colleagues, maybe they went to a really neat company. Who are people that you can turn to to say, what's it like to work at your company? What does your company do? And they don't even have to be in the same field. They could just be working at a company because companies have lots of departments. Okay, so your action steps are identify the kinds of companies. What kind of products or services do you think are really cool? Could you work for that company? Are there any causes that you care about that maybe you want to work for a company that does something in that field? Have you just heard of cool companies through friends, maybe former colleagues went places, people you just know? Maybe you live in a city that does like best places to work kind of places. And so you've heard about these really good companies just living in your area. So come up with a list of those kinds of companies. Then go through them and find if you think they're a healthy company. What kind of values do they have? What's their culture? What's their leadership team? Where are they through economic times? How are they handling hardships? Are they even going through hardships? Any of those different things. And then do a little LinkedIn sleuthing and see who works there, who could you connect with, what kind of roles do they have open. So it's sort of like a funnel, right? You're going to start really big and keep narrowing it down. And if you aren't sure where to start or those tips are helpful, but you're getting stuck, reach out. Let us know how we can help. Reach out on Instagram, email, through the show notes, like any way you can reach out to us. We're here to help. And we'd love to help you navigate your career change so that you can shine your brightest at work. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Shine at Work podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Leaving a review just takes a few minutes and truly helps other people find this podcast, which is why we do this podcast to help others. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them transform their careers and shine brightly in their lives, let's connect. We work with amazing humans one-on-one to help make a career change, go for that promotion, set career goals, and just build a plan for success for a job. Whether you're newer in the workforce, coming back after a break to focus on family, you've been in your job or your career for years, or maybe you're taking a step into management, we can help you. You can email me directly at karen at karendweeks.com or message me on Instagram at kdwcoaching underscore careers or find me on LinkedIn, just Karen D. Weeks. Finally, we always have to give a shout out to the amazing Astronaut Go Home for our music and the people I don't know how it would live without, Novice Studios, for making the podcast come to life. Until next time, remember that you can and deserve to shine at work.